Welcome to the Positive Gene Podcast. My name is Sarah Cavanaugh. This is a podcast empowering cancer previvors and survivors, like myself, over our hereditary cancer risk. I started this podcast because I had so many questions after receiving my genetic testing results and not only wanted, but needed to truly understand what it meant to have an inherited cancer mutation. We will discuss important topics from a patient perspective, like finding credible online resources, opportunities connecting with others for support, and building your medical team and resources, and so much more. Thank you for allowing me to use my God-given talent for talking, researching, and all things communications. We're all in this together, and I'm so thankful for your support. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Positive Gene Podcast. It's Sarah Cavanaugh here, your dedicated advocate for proactive well-being while living with a hereditary cancer syndrome or mutation. Today, we are going to walk through a very personal journey, one that I hope will inspire, empower, and resonate with many of you. It's the story of my own experience navigating the world of hereditary cancer syndromes, specifically Lynch syndrome and CHECK2. An important note here. I am not a medical professional. My experiences and insights stem from being a hereditary cancer previvor and advocate, so always consult with healthcare professionals regarding your health decisions. Now, you might be asking what led me to explore genetic testing in the first place. And it started in the summer of 2022. I was on a regular six-month mammogram MRI screening due to having extremely dense breasts. With both of my parents gone and my best friend grappling with a stage one breast cancer diagnosis, it was essential for me to go a step further. So adding genetic testing felt like the responsible thing to do. The process began simply, filling out a detailed questionnaire about my family's health history. And with a bit of detective work and some help from one of our family historians, I managed to piece together my family's cancer history, at least as best that I could. To be honest, Uh, As I'd mentioned in previous podcasts, there were some revelations about past cancers in my family that were quite a surprise. So weeks later, the phone rang on a seemingly normal afternoon. I stepped into my home office, grabbing a pen and a sticky note from my husband's desk. My geneticist was on the line. We have your results, she began, and I braced myself. I tested positive for two genetic mutations, as I'd mentioned. Lynch syndrome, and check two. And let me tell you, it was a punch in the gut. I mean, I knew about BRCA, but these? These were new territory. I remember my geneticist's calming voice, explaining the results and assuring me that knowledge is power. And with this newfound awareness, I could now be proactive about my health. But emotions surged, and honestly, the following days were a blur. And armed with that sticky note scribbled with information, which, fun fact, I miswrote one of the mutations on. Um, But thankfully, I had an inbox filled with detailed reports, and I did what I do best, research. So during this research phase, I stumbled upon FORCE, an organization that would become my lighthouse. They provided invaluable resources about my specific mutations and affirmed the guidelines and recommendations from my geneticist. So that was reassuring. But one of the more challenging parts of this journey was understanding the implications of potentially passing these genetic mutations on to my kids. 
So it's a heavy weight to bear, knowing you have a 50-50 chance of passing on such a predisposition. Now, with my Lynch variant, MSH6, and CHECK2, I had to think quickly about next steps. Um, recommendations were pouring in, but one in particular stood out. Um, it was doing a hysterectomy with a BSO, or a prophylactic hysterectomy, and bilateral salpingo orphorectomy. That's a mouthful, but in simple terms, it meant removing my uterus and ovaries as a preventative measure against potential cancers. But the very idea felt overwhelming. So I recall the first consultation with my gynecologist-oncologist who, within minutes of our meeting, highlighted the surgery as a standard of care for someone with my genetic profile, at least as it relates to my Lynch variant, MSH6. And there was a mixture of emotions apprehension, fear, uncertainty, and yet through these consultations, support from my friends, and engagement with online communities, I began to see this as an empowered choice for my future. So the surgery was scheduled for December, right amidst the holiday season. And the procedure, uh, though longer than anticipated due to severe adhesions from previous C-sections, it went smoothly. Uh, but recovery was its own journey. It was filled with physical, emotional, psychological challenges, from things simply as, you know, lifting my four-year-old daughter at the time, uh, who loves snuggles with mommy. She had to wait as I navigated these post-surgery restrictions. And the entire experience from the decision to post-recovery had its ups and downs, but it was a decisive step toward a future where the shadow of potential cancer loomed a little less darkly. But my journey didn't end there. Uh, there came moments of unexpected fear. Just a month after my hysterectomy, I discovered multiple thyroid nodules. And my heart raced as I thought of my mother, who had papillary thyroid cancer in her 50s. The emotional turmoil of potentially facing a cancer diagnosis so soon after a surgery meant to prevent another kind of cancer was, to put it mildly, staggering. And while it may or may not be directly related to my genetic mutations, the timing was impeccable. So while in the healing process of my recent surgery, I plunged into another series of medical evaluations for thyroid nodules. These nodules turned out to be quite stubborn. I underwent ultrasounds, lymph node mapping, and a particularly painful biopsy due to the calcified nature of the main nodule. I had four nodules on one side and one on the other. The results? Inconclusive. They couldn't get enough cells. Yet, given the suspicious nature of the calcification combined with my family history, we decided on a proactive approach, a partial thyroidectomy. That waiting period after the surgery for the pathology results felt endless. Every notification on my chart had my heart skipping a beat. But I leaned into prayer, meditation, and trust. And when the results finally came in, I exhaled a sigh of relief I didn't even know I was holding. The diagnosis? Benign. Officially, thyroid nodular disease. And this experience taught me a crucial lesson that I want to share with all of you as it relates to the thyroid. Even if your thyroid tests are normal, like mine were, TSH, T3, T4, and antibodies, they were all clear. It doesn't mean thyroid issues are off the table. And for those wondering about thyroid nodules, 
While you can perform a thyroid swallowing test or a neck check at home, it's not the most accurate way to identify thyroid disease. If you're concerned, I urge you to consult a professional. For more information, consider visiting thyroid.org. So in these moments of uncertainty and fear, my faith was both challenged and strengthened. The journey, filled with its ups and downs, um, was overwhelming. And from that emotional toll of diagnoses to the physical trials of surgeries, it was a lot to bear. And yet, amidst it all, I did find profound strength that comes from deep conviction. And I leaned heavily into my church and my community, drawing on their support and prayers, um, even the meals that were brought by the house and those sorts of things. It was amazing. And so their unwavering faith and their shared stories of resilience and hope um, became my anchor. And it reminded me the collective strength we possess when we come together in faith and prayer. And every whispered prayer, every offered hand of support brought a sense of solace and understanding. And it was in these shared moments of vulnerability and unity that I truly felt the peace of God wash over me. And so being a Christian, my belief in the journey after this life is strong, but my concern for my family and my children about navigating life without me is daunting. Those thoughts often clashed, uh, leading to moments of deep introspection. And yet every time I found myself lost in this maze of emotions, my faith community would guide me back and reminded me of a greater plan and the love that encompasses all, especially that of my family. Um, they were wonderful through this whole experience, and I'm ever grateful for the gift that I have of an amazing, supportive, and loving family. The entire experience deepened my connection with God and even with my family and reinforced the idea that challenges, no matter how insurmountable they may seem, can be faced with faith and the support of a loving community. So speaking of seemingly insurmountable, we're going to switch gears to talk about what that commitment looks like when it comes to screenings. Throughout this journey, it's vital to underline the importance of regular and consistent screenings. For those of us facing a hereditary cancer syndrome, this means diving deep into a regimen of checkups. Now I continue my six-month rotation for breast MRI and mammograms, ensuring that any potential abnormalities could be caught early. And it's a commitment. And while MRIs aren't the most pleasant, uh, imagine spending almost an hour with your arms overhead, <laughs> but it's the peace of mind it offers, and that's priceless. In addition to this, I've committed to regular skin screenings with my dermatologist who's proficient with Lynch syndrome. And now the journey with Lynch syndrome and CHECK2 and its risks associated with colorectal cancer means understanding its ramifications. And so that involves setting up colonoscopies, ensuring that I stay vigilant against the risk and continue now to do so every two years versus the every five years that I was on previously. So taking control of your health means understanding the necessity of these screenings and ensuring they're part of your regular health routine. Now fast forward a bit, and I am here today so grateful for the benign test results thus far and passionate about advocacy. This whole journey made me realize that I could make a difference. 
And by sharing my story, I hope to provide clarity and understanding and a touch of optimism to those who might be feeling lost or overwhelmed. Becoming a volunteer patient advocate leader with force has given me a way to help others and help me learn to bridge the gap between complex genetic information and our day-to-day lives. And so with this podcast, I hope to continue building that bridge, offering a supportive community for those facing hereditary cancer risks. Feel free to visit my corresponding blog to this podcast and leave any comments, thoughts, or even share your story. You can find it at my website at sarahcavanaugh.com. There will also be a link in the show notes. Now, before we wrap up, and I want to leave you with this, if you ever feel you need to consult with a genetic counselor, you can find one at the National Society of Genetic Counselors at nsgc.org. And as my geneticist had told me, that knowledge is power, and we are not alone in this journey. So this is Sarah Cavanaugh, and this is the Positive Gene Podcast. Until next time, remember to embrace the positivity that comes from knowledge. Stay informed, stay resilient, and stay positive. Thank you for spending time with me on the Positive Gene Podcast. Your support means everything. If you found value in today's episode, I would be so grateful if you could take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It truly makes a difference. For an in-depth look and links to resources discussed today, check out the accompanying blog on my website at sarahcavanaugh.com. Until next time, stay empowered and remember, you are not alone on this journey.